are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. I'm here with all of our favorite guests. <laughs> How's it going, Mom? Good. How are you, honey? Good. It's good to see you. I know. It's so good to see you. I know. I'm in Denver for three more weeks before you I'm back know. home to you. I think and three weeks I tomorrow I head back. <laughs> Lucky me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. So something I thought, and I think today is going to be a really kind of interesting conversation because mm-hmm. it's something I've noticed, like within myself, that I want to chat with you about. Mm, but I okay. thought something fun we could do mm-hmm. before we get into that because this episode's going to come out. I think a couple of days before March. And I was thinking like we did our whole New Year's episode and I love, as I said, for like rambled on a lot about, I love New Year's. I love setting my intentions and I want to start rereading them at the first day of every month to like refocus because I think I write them and then halfway through the year, I forget about them and then I get Mm -hmm. excited to rewrite them. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to really start checking in every month to like kind of refocus and re-motivate myself because if newness is so motivating for me at the start of a new year, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can channel that into the start of a new month too. Oh, that's really good. Right? So yeah, Yeah. do you remember what your kind of number one resolutions or intentions were and like where you're at on those? Yeah. So 
Um, I do know it was walking and reading. Mm -hmm. Which you've been doing well, I feel, yeah. at the walk. Mm -hmm. So often mm -hmm. I FaceTime you and you're like headed out for my walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, so I had a little boost because I had my brother's dog for yeah. a couple of weeks, which, you know, gave me purpose in my walk. And actually, after she had gone back home, Jack and I went for a walk the next day and we were quiet for a bit of it. We'd been talking for a bit and then there was sort of this lull and it was silent. And he's like, what are you thinking about? And I said, oh God, I, I was just walking with Lily. <laughs> That's the <In> dog, <laughs> right? In my head because it felt so on purpose. So I tell him, oh, I was mm. just thinking about her, talking to her, chatting with her in my head, a dog of all things. But yeah, it's funny, eh? She was my little purpose in... in um, in walking. So yeah, I did. But even before her, I was getting out for walks. I was doing my walks and um, reading. How's that going? And well, you were, we were actually talking going, about this, yeah, but, but it is, it is going um, really well. Cause I dove back into um, this book. That's been like my freaking Everest um, just because, you know, I got, not because it's hard to read and not because it's not great. It's just, I don't know why I would do a few pages or a chapter, put it down and then take forever to get back to it. But I've come back to it. The great work of your life is the book. And oh, um, you were, I yeah. remember you talking about that mm -hmm. a while ago. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. So, um, I, I've dove back into that and I'm, I'm consistently reading it, which is good. Although I did interrupt myself with this new little gem. Yes, tell us what it is. Today, this is Worthy by Jamie Kern Lima. And oh my God, How to Believe You Are Enough and Transform Your Life. Oh. Just started it, Maddie, today. And all I want to do is sit and read. Kind of yeah, you've been texting else. me pictures of pages. I need pages. to read it too. It's so good. I feel like I feel alive reading this. Like I just want to devour it. So yeah. Isn't it the so, best feeling being sucked into a book like that yes. and being so excited about it? Yes. Yes. Um, Less Phone Time was another one. Mm -hmm. which I've been working away at being okay. mindful of that yeah I you know it's funny I've been um uh not so great on my daily gratitude journal which is something mm -hmm. I love to do but I haven't been good at that one and I mean actually writing stuff down the physical part of it I'm always mentally doing it but well, I really that's good to, it is good but I I do think there's something powerful and pen to paper um, but anyways, yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Where are you at when you revisit yours? Okay. So, um, reading, mm -hmm. I said was my number one, because literally in 2023, I read one book in 2022, yeah. I read one book <laughs> and like when I got sober, it was the total opposite. It was like when I first got sober in early days, I could not stop reading, was obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just said this to you, but I'm just about to finish my first book of the year and I know like I've seen people online who are like end of January who are here are the six books I've read <laughs> and I'm like oh I, my know. God. <laughs> I know so I know that like oh. it being you know mid to late February yeah. and me being excited to finish my first book 
is like not a big deal, but considering how hard it has been for me to make any time to read for the past two years, I'm excited about it. So I, I've been, thank you. I've been reading, um, page boy, Elliot pages memoir, Mm -hmm. which I've been loving. I've been slowly chipping away at, I think I have like 20 pages left and then I'm done. Um, yeah. And then, so my, my hub, my happiest sober hub, um, we've started a book club. So the next book I read will be for our book club. Um, and it's a memoir called drunk ish. Um, and then, and then I want to read the book that I know I was going to say next, Mm -hmm. I want to do the one that you're just talking about for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, That's fun. Yeah. So reading was a big one. Morning routine was a big one. And I think I've done, like, I've been, like, I haven't been meditating and doing my gratitude journal every day, but I've been pretty good at doing Mm -hmm. it like a few times a week, which is again, an improvement. So I'm like pretty... I'm pretty happy. I feel like I'm doing pretty well on my intentions, but what got me thinking about what I wanted us to talk about today is I had this little epiphany yesterday Mm -hmm. and I was, I don't even know what I was doing. I was doing something. I was literally like maybe even making a coffee and then was going to go sit down and keep working. And for those two minutes it took for me to make a coffee, I was like, let me find a podcast to play for these two minutes. And what I've realized is that like, okay, and to zoom out to something that I talk so much about mm-hmm. is sitting with our feelings. And like yeah. sitting with our uncomfortable feelings yeah. and such a common feeling in early sobriety is struggling with boredom. Yeah. And I've realized, I don't think I have a tolerance for boredom in my mm. life lately because I'm always filling those spaces. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting, even if the TV's on, I'm scrolling my phone. If I'm doing anything like I'm, I'm not letting myself aside from when I make time to meditate for like 15 minutes in the morning, Mm -hmm. I'm not letting myself just sit with my thoughts very often. Like, Mm. and it's so funny because I, I didn't get into podcasts when everyone else got into podcasts. Like it took Mm -hmm. me until like a few years ago because I never understood it. I was like, I don't want to sit and listen to something. Like I want to watch something if, and then I realized the great thing about podcasts is like if you're going for a drive or if you're on a walk or if you're doing something boring like cleaning or like when yeah. I get ready for bed and take off my makeup, like I was like, oh, that's perfect. Just like makes those non-fun things more fun, more enjoyable. And that's what got mm-hmm. me like onto podcasts. Now I have so many that I like to listen to, but I've realized I am constantly filling those quiet moments in my day. I'm doing anything. I have to have something playing. Sometimes I'm at the freaking drive-thru getting a coffee. And if I'm stopped, I'm like, "Mm," take out my phone, scroll a little bit at the drive-thru. Like I can't just like sit. (laughs) I just can't sit and do it. What do you think? Okay. So that's really, that is really interesting. And it's an epiphany that I had. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to change that. Mm -hmm. But okay, you go. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious, like, Uh, So I'm not good at listening to podcasts. And who was I talking to? Someone recently said, I was like, I don't know how people do podcasts. Like, I don't want to. You said on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How's anyone listening to this? What are you guys doing? (laughs) 
funny. No, but I mean, like, really, like, I felt like, when are people doing it? Like, I just like mm-hmm. you said, I don't want to sit idle and listen I to wanna, something. Yeah, I used to feel like I, I would watch, watch something, something yeah. but I don't want to sit and listen. And then somebody said to me, oh, no, you do it when you're, like, doing your chores or do, going mm-hmm. on a drive or going. But I haven't been able to do it because I don't like. So I'm kind of the opposite. I don't like to have things going all the time when I'm which doing is healthy my chores and doing yeah. my but I wonder what it is I'm doing because I'm not necessarily I don't know how present I am that's now I'm gonna have to be curious and start to pay attention yeah. to what's actually happening in my brain what am I thinking of or or doing so what I want to ask you I guess is what do you think is going to happen or what do you think is going to be there if you're not listening to a podcast? I remember somebody saying once um, around like food, whether it was a food or whether you're reaching for the drink or what's the thing that's waiting for you if you don't put that cupcake in your mouth or you don't like, cause it's, what's the thing you're trying to avoid. Right. Yeah. And what I'll say too, is that like, I still to this day, I think it's totally fine. It doesn't bother me that I listen to a podcast or something while I do the dishes or while I like put on makeup or something. Cause I do think like, Oh, that's something where I can take in some like something and be a little entertained or, or learn something while I'm doing something else. But for me, it's just needing to fill those small gaps in the day where I'm like, what is happening here? I'm getting up for two minutes to make a coffee or I'm like doing something for like a couple minutes. Yeah. That I don't need to fill that space, but I, I feel the need to, and I really recognize this. So I don't know what it is I, I I don't feel like there's anything I'm specifically trying to avoid I yeah. think it's a I what I think it is is that we're addicted to taking every things in all the time yeah Maddie I, I think you're right so I think like there's the bigger thing like if we're trying to you know what's the thing we're trying to avoid if we're yeah. sort of keeping ourselves busy 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 all the time but I do also think that you're right on the money it's more like it's not even about um I wonder if it's not even about wanting to avoid boredom but is it a little dopamine hit you know how I think it is yeah our phone all the time we check our email all the time we you know what I mean like you check social media Instagram whatever it is because I think you get a little rush like oh somebody Mm -hmm. sent me an email or I wonder if it's maybe sort of more along those lines that's how it feels it feels so mindless Mm -hmm. and like it's interesting something that has always stuck out in my head and I remember going through phases like even like in university when I started like reading a lot I'm reading lots of like self-help books and reading Mm -hmm. about like mindfulness and spirituality and all of that I remember sometimes like turning off the music in my car because I was Mm -hmm. like oh I just want to like be alone with my thoughts and like take in the day and like whatever Um, and I, I've, I've totally like disconnected from that, but something I've always remembered and maybe you'll remember, cause I don't remember what book this was, but you had read a book mm-hmm. where you were like, oh my God, it, it kind of like shook you about all of our technology addiction. Remember mm-hmm. for a while you're like, we're all putting our phones in a bowl yeah. at dinner and like, we're not going to yeah. check them. And 
something that you pointed out that he said that's always kind of stuck with me is that those moments of just nothing, not taking in information, not taking in anything are so valuable for your brain. Mm-hmm. And like, I always think about that and I'm like, wow, I'm constantly like yeah. consuming things, whether I'm scrolling my phone, whether I'm putting something on in the background while I do literally anything, yeah. it's yeah. constant things coming at me. And I do think that is like for sure the nature of social media being addictive. Yeah. I even remember like there was that, um, that I think it was like a Netflix documentary about uh-huh. social media yeah. and something that's always even stuck with me is like the format of how you have to like pull something down yeah. for it to refresh, like Instagram emails, whatever. Yeah. It's literally similar to like what our brain does at like a slot machine. Like that's why oh, it's kind of designed that way. You pull true. it down and then when there's like a new notification or a new right. something, it is that like same kind of thing. True. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. So I Didn't think, even think of that. I know. And I have this complicated relationship with social media because it's such a big part of what I do. Mm-hmm. And I love so much of that. I love the community there. I love the connections I've made there. Mm-hmm. But then also it's like figuring out where the hell the boundary is. Like right. I don't need to scroll my phone while I watch TV or while I'm like sitting <laughs> in the drive through for a coffee. Like it's hard. Oh, it is hard. So when you think about this idea of, you know, not sitting with, Uh, boredom or that something Mm -hmm. that you know is a struggle when you first get sober right yeah being bored right and always wanting to fill every little gap so what do you think the what do you think the the piece of the boredom is when you're first sober is it because you're numbing all the time as well when you're drinking you think that's kind of like you're, I guess you're avoiding quiet maybe or yeah. I don't know. I think that the boredom and sobriety is a big, like in early sobriety, it's yeah. a big combination of things. I think one, and we touched on this, I think recently is that like you get really accustomed to the chaos of drinking. Yes, yes, yes. And you yeah. associate actual like peace and calm with being mm-hmm. bored because you're so mm-hmm. used to those like extreme highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's part of what makes it boring. I think that also the fact that our definition of fun is so wrapped up in alcohol, which mm-hmm. we talked all about in our last one makes yeah. it feel like boredom. I think it's just like, I think it's also like, what the hell do I do with my time and with right. Yeah. Right. Like that was always kind of the thing you looked forward to. Yeah. Um, So I think it's that, I think it's like needing to fill time. Drinking was the activity you always kind of did and it leaves this huge void behind. But then I think the other piece of it, so I think it's like almost this balancing act of like, well, fill your time. Like now that alcohol is out of the picture, that's leaving behind a lot of space and time and energy that you can, you know, be deliberate with and fill. But also Mm -hmm. to get comfortable with our feelings, boredom is like an emotion, Mm-hmm. And it's something that, yeah, like I realized I've been avoiding not with alcohol, but with like mm-hmm. social media, with always kind of needing to fill fill those gaps with not having mm-hmm. as many moments of quiet that I would naturally have in my day, if not for podcasts, yeah. social media, the internet, all of that. Right. What do right. you think? Right. Um, yeah, I, I guess I always think um, 
like the idea of boredom for me or the thing that I feel curious about it is like a so it's sort of it's two part because I've um over the past few years have had times where I'm like oh I'm uh, like I'm bored I don't know what to do with mm. myself and it's kind of like um if you sit in it what's the two parts like what am I what am I trying to avoid what don't I want to look at like or is there something that I'm not wanting to look at and the other part is I can sit here and I can just be bored or um I can sit with it and I can also as I'm just sitting with it and allowing it to be like I can remember sitting on that couch and having like, oh, I'm so I'm bored and being like, okay, so well, what is it? What's, what is sort of like, what is this boredom? Mm -hmm. What's the thing that I'm, I'm bored of and what else is there? Like, this is the moment, this, this moment is the moment. Like, what am I bored with? Like what happens if you, are present with I'm here I'm on this couch I'm breathing I'm you know whatever the sounds are around you whatever that you know uh, um, whatever it is you can see or sensations that those moments have been where I've had these little like unexpected delightful like immersing or I don't know what is it almost like a bubbling up a little bit mm. of an explosion of joy mm. because it's it is in this moment where life only ever happens like so much of what we think we're living life is like past and future right it's not actually <laughs> this moment and I think when I haven't been distracting myself from stillness or nothingness you will find then a well of everythingness. That's not even a word. <laughs> but no, you know I what like I mean? That. Oh, that's so good, mom. Yeah, no, but I, I'm, I'm, so that's why I think it's kind of fun to, to really just sit with that, that nothingness, because in the nothingness is everything. Mm. yes I want to say that's again I want to make that work everything it's so I like yeah. it everything is <laughs> right no it, it it works in that context that's so yeah. good and like that just has my wheels turning so much because something I talk obviously a lot about is that being sober means being present mm -hmm. and I think I am really good at being present in my life when I'm doing things yeah when I'm with my friends when I'm socializing yeah. when I'm traveling when I'm doing whatever yes. it's in the nothingness yeah that I'm not present that I'm finding things to fill that nothingness with right. and like even you know I imagine like because I love one of our things was walks and I love going out on a walk but usually on a walk I'm listening to music mm -hmm. and if mm -hmm. I imagine going on a walk without my headphones in without like a music or a podcast mm -hmm. it feels a little uncomfy Oh my God. It really so does. Like imagining do that. I'm like, Oh, I know. I think, I think that we need to come up with some challenges for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to start practicing that to not need 
to not yeah. needing to fill fill those spaces anymore because mm -hmm. when you don't fill them that's when you get like I know that's where magic like is exactly yeah. mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is the magic and I think oh my god we spend so much time avoiding that like listen myself included like I'm mm -hmm. you know busy with nothingness like <laughs> the other kind of nothingness <laughs> you know like the 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 unnecessary sort of busyness um but it's when you stop and just sink into the you know it initially feels like boredom but when you can just be present with okay I can just be in this and do this and anchor yourself in the life that's unfolding in that moment right whether it's just sitting on a couch sitting on the floor standing whatever it is that's where I think yeah magic that's connection so connection yeah. to self connection to everything everythingness <laughs> do you think you've always had that ability to be comfortable in the nothing and to sit with that or did that when did that become a thing for you yeah um I you know what uh, Madeline I think I actually have been not too shabby at that mm -hmm. like I'm not you know I think of other people I know in my life who need to be busy all the time and I am yes. not someone who needs to be busy like I'm you love I, your downtime yeah the time and say oh my god I'm like the queen of doing nothing so <laughs> I'm right like yeah. I'm, I am really good at doing nothing I'm good mm -hmm. at I think I'm pretty good with nothingness uh, and I aspire mm -hmm. to be like you in that way because mm -hmm. then this could be a whole other conversation, but mm -hmm. I have my, I have my very all or nothing thinking, even yeah. in terms of like productivity where I tend yeah. to exist on like the extremes. And like, even if I have a day of nothing, it's not without guilt. It's not without being hard yeah. on myself about it. And, and I so I'm trying, feel yeah, you never feel that way for doing nothing, like never. I love doing nothing and yeah. I could do nothing for days and, <laughs> and be happy and not feel, I never, I never do not feel, wait a minute. I'm trying to make sure I'm saying this the right way. I have never felt unproductive when I've oh. been doing nothing. Why didn't like, I get that I from feel, you? I still feel very productive when I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, and it, and it is productive to take it's those so days. productive. I know, and I still yeah. freaking struggle. But and I was just having this conversation with you yesterday. Mm -hmm. Is I'm trying so hard to like practice balance and practice not feeling like like I have this funny thing where I feel, what is it? I don't know. I think I only feel productive enough if I've checked off like eighty thousand things that day. And it yeah. doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm always checking off 80,000 things, but it means I only feel it's productive I'm, enough yeah. when I have. And like on the days that I don't, I'm like, feel the need to justify it so much in my head. I justify it to you. I know. I'm always Our worth, <laughs> yes. Right. Our worth gets tangled up in productive, yeah. in productivity mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. has nothing to do with it. I think yeah. that's something that I, got that I've it's always been very separate for me like my worth has never been wrapped up 
in productivity or success. And maybe yeah. that's just because I failed a hell of a <laughs> right? Like maybe I was always failing at stuff, but the message I got from my mom, your grand mm. growing up was like who I was, how, you know, like my mother, even though I was, I grew up with two very academic siblings mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I hated school, I hated school. I hated any kind of authority, any kind of structure, like not my thing. And, um, and, you know, my mother also being a teacher was, uh, you know, always very supportive and very encouraging of who I was as a person you know, regardless of the fact that I was not doing, uh, you know, coming home with A's and B's and having all this academic success, she would always say to me, um, Megan, I've learned more from you than any other person in my life. And I was the biggest screw up in our family. <laughs> right. So I never, I, I really think maybe that's it. I didn't equate, um, productivity success you know accomplishing things with my worth my worth was always separate from what I what I was or wasn't accomplishing right yeah yeah because I really wasn't accomplishing much right well that's not true well I just mean as a young teen and drinking Mm -hmm. and carrying on Mm -hmm. and being angry and rebelling at work yeah yeah Mm, I love that. That's something I'm really trying to work at. And I was just telling you yesterday, I want to start to accept just balance and that like what, what I do each day is Mm. enough, you know, quote that I love that I've been holding on to so much lately is like, if you only have 40% to give one day and you give 40%, then you gave a hundred percent that day. Yeah. So good. So good. I love how that's said because it's so true, right? That's your best that day. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to change day to day. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. I was chatting with someone recently about this and Mm -hmm. they were like, oh my God, I have no problem giving myself downtime. I'll book a massage in the middle of the week. I know like, (laughs) like I'll, I'll take a day and do nothing. And I know that I'll get what I need to get done the next day. And I'm like, oh my God, I aspire to, to be like that. But anyway, um, Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's something I'm working on, but yeah, the, the, so I think I need to, we need to create some challenges. I think I need to go on a walk without my headphones. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to like, listen to my podcast, like when I put on makeup and like getting ready for bed and maybe like a longer chore, but in those short little moments, (laughs) walking from one room to the next, (laughs) not not needing to fill that. (laughs) Funny. Yeah. I, you know what? I will do that. I'll listen to Abraham when I'm doing makeup in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's the only Mm -hmm. time I listen to anything. And that's the only thing I listen to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay okay so what would you say mom since I'm I'm this is something I'm going to actively work on but you're the queen of sitting with the nothingness what would you say to someone who has gotten sober and they're struggling with boredom and boredom is an uncomfortable place to be yeah um well listen you know you know exactly what I'm going to say I'm going to (laughs) say You can survive your uncomfortable feelings, right? And 
you just do it. Just sit with mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, same for you. Sit with it. Like, yeah. it, this is the thing. It's so fun to find out that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can sit with it. You can, nothing terrible happens other than you're just like feeling, you know, a, a feeling in your body. That's it. And, um, nothing terrible happens. And I don't know, it gives space to start to be curious, right? Like Mm. what is going to come up? What is going to come up when you stay and sit in that boredom? What else is going to show up for you? And that's the thing that I think is so fun. So it's like, it, it is just the same old song and dance, right? You can survive your uncomfortable emotions, Mm -hmm. make space for them, right? Be present with them. Because they don't, they don't last long anyways. They just don't. It's the old, you know, what you resist persists. So the more you keep trying to avoid it, right, it continues. It persists. So, yeah, don't resist it. Be yeah. present. Go for your walk. That's so funny, Maddie. Like, what feels scary about doing that? I know. You know what? So I was just sitting here thinking <laughs> it's so funny because – I don't have an ounce of struggling with like sober is boring or feeling like I'm ever actively struggling mm-hmm. with boredom. It's more so just this realization of, wow, I'm constantly distracting myself. Yeah. And it feels, it feels more like addictive uh-huh. as opposed to like a conscious like avoidance right, right, right. of anything. Yeah. It genuinely yeah. feels like just this uh, habit. habit that I have. Mm-hmm. Yes, it feels like a habit. But then when I was really thinking about it yesterday, when I just had this moment of like, what the hell? I'm never just like alone with my thoughts that much anymore. Um, I was thinking, and I love what you just said, because I love being able to equate things to sobriety. And Mm -hmm. I love how like, and I've said this 80,000 times on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but my little like, oh my God, being sober, you have to sit with discomfort. I have to sit Mm -hmm. with that feeling of wanting a drink and not drinking. And I like being able to use that for anything, like going through a breakup, going through heartbreak. Okay. If I can sit with the hard feeling of wanting a drink, I can sit with this hard, hard feeling too. And like, I feel like I was thinking about it this way of like, okay, so I'm noticing that I'm constantly feeling the need to fit that space and it feels Mm -hmm. uncomfortable to Mm -hmm. not because it's such a habit, but doing the exact same thing to myself of like, okay, I can turn off the podcast and go on a walk and, yeah. and, and feel those uncomfortable feelings. If it feels kind of funny or aimless or, you know, right. whatever, whatever right. it might feel. Right. So right. I think that I'm going to frame it. I'm going to practice and I'm going to frame it that way for myself. Cause I think mm-hmm. that when we get sober, we get to prove to ourselves that we can do a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I like whenever there's anything else to be able to be like, okay, I could do that. I could do this. I can yeah, yeah, I don't know, right? I'll go without it. But yeah, I can't really to come back to your question of what, why does it feel that way? I really can't identify. It doesn't feel like something conscious that I'm trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's become such a habit and I'm not used to the alternative yeah. and it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. To not to not be to not be busy. that space. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. And who knows, maybe I'll do it and then I'll learn <laughs> why it feels uncomfortable. Maybe all <laughs> thoughts come up know. that I'm like, yeah. you know, I was avoiding these. So we'll see. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, too, just the other part about um boredom in mm-hmm. in um sobriety, just regular old boredom, right? I think is again just a newness thing 
right? Mm -hmm. Having not figured out how to do life now this way versus an old way. And again, it's just, it's just a practice thing, right? It's like boredom because you really don't know what to do versus filling spaces and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the boredom in the early days is because we've removed our entire Mm -hmm definition of what fun is yeah what we do (laughs) it's completely like our world turns upside down Mm, so for sure and you're I think also just even you know chemically in your brain you're missing those dopamine hits that was what you used to kind of chase for so long um so I think there are so many reasons it feels boring at first but that is for sure sure something you adjust Mm -hmm. back to and we've talked about so much of like getting to find those joys in life again. And, um, yeah. And I do still find them going on a walk with my music, but I'll be curious to try going on a walk without my music and see what comes up. I know. And so I think the other part will be going on the walk without your music and being really conscious about the walk. Because Mm. you can go on and, you know, like we can all just sort of slip into like not being conscious about even right, what we're like thinking letting your about thoughts go. Or, yeah. yeah right and so it'll be like try doing it in a really conscious way like noticing what's around you seeing how you're actually feeling noticing mm-hmm. yeah what you're thinking about mm-hmm. and I do think I'm sitting here thinking I do think when I'm in like an anxious mindset or I'm mm-hmm. overthinking something mm-hmm. I do rely on distractions like that too. Like, mm. let me, let me get out of my head right now. Right. I'm going to like scroll or place something. I can't be with my thoughts. Like if I'm really like spiraling about something yeah. and it's yeah. like, I wonder how much of that is healthy distraction yeah. of like, okay, let's like interrupt, interrupt these thoughts for a bit and take my mind off of it versus working through them. Yeah. When they well, come I, up too. Yeah. It's a real therapy session for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's I think it's um both. It's like one of those and yeah. both scenarios. Yeah, because, I think you're right. Right? Because sometimes it's gonna be, you know, you're just in this negative spiral and everything that's that's in your head is unhelpful, critical, not useful. And so you you um and you can't reframe it. It's like, you need to just take a break from that. So you can kind of get yourself grounded again. Right. Then you can come back with a bit more clarity and then work through it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other times where you can sort of catch it before a lot of momentum. Catch it early. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got behind it and you can sort of um, reframe your thinking. So I I don't think it's either or I think it's in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm good with sitting with hard feelings. I'm really good at sitting with sadness and letting myself be sad mm-hmm. and like moving through that. But like the anxious thoughts when they go, it's yeah. hard. They're harder to get a hold of sometimes. So those are yeah. that sometimes where I'll be like distraction. Yeah. But also just talking it out. Like you can always talk me off the ledge pretty well. So I think even yeah. just saying it out loud to someone else, yeah, is helpful. Yeah, yeah can help interrupt them. You are, you are really good at sitting with feelings, Maddie. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you are. (gasps) Yeah, I do. I feel like I know myself pretty well and that I know Mm -hmm. when I'm sad, I need to just like give myself a day to be sad and I'll even be like tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to 
bring myself back up from this, but right now I just need to sit in it for a while and so I'll let myself. Yeah. And here's something that's interesting is that I'm really good at sitting in my feelings. Like I feel everything. I've always mm-hmm. felt everything deeply. You know, yeah. if I'm really and sad I'm like or you that I'm way. really hurt, like yeah. I feel it. But you know what I'm really, which you know, I know exactly like, you what know, you're going to you. say. You know what yeah. I'm going to say because you know uh-huh. it's true. I'm not good at sitting with other people's feelings. Yes. Yes. Right. When other people are sad or upset or I'm not good. That's when I'm in avoidance mode i want to interesting other people's feelings yeah perfect with mine yeah but i'm not good with other people's and i'm like you where i feel everything very deeply yeah including all the good feelings i feel those on a in a big big way but then when i'm sad i feel it in a big big way yeah um but it's so funny you're also very good at being with other people's emotions maddie you're Mm. far better than i am at that I just had a situation with one of your sisters just a conversation and I noticed myself it's like I could watch myself I was watching myself do the thing I knew I shouldn't do <laughs> and I was just wanting to like move past you want to fix it you want to fix it and avoid it yeah I just want to fix it I don't want you to be sad I don't want you to you know yeah so um you know and I knew uh, I was being uh, dismissive not in a mean way but I was trying to do the oh well, let's look at the happy side of this or let's look at it this <laughs> yeah. way or that right yeah. um instead of just being present that's always been a real challenge for me mm. yeah. can you identify so, why um yeah god why is it hard for me I uh, I'm gonna have to really sit and think about that mm-hmm. one why is it hard? I think that sometimes I think growing up in an alcoholic home, mm. right, where there was a lot of chaos, <clears throat> I think that probably I found my mother's or my father's that kind of, you know, emotion there. I think I probably that sort of instability that can come or the unpredictability. Um, I think I maybe found that overwhelming. And I Mm -hmm. think I probably wanted to, you know, I couldn't fix whatever was going on with them. So it was probably learned to, um, to want to hightail it out of there. And I think too, my mother was, um, when I was younger, I think she was probably more of a fixer. Mm. No, I'm going to have to sit and I'm going to have to really think about that. But I think for sure I was wanting to probably from a young age avoid emotions. I think because if someone's upset, I think that always equals rejection for me. It's Uh, like a dangerous territory, right? Like what could happen here? What could go wrong? Right. Yeah. And I think adoption, being adopted, and it wouldn't have been a conscious thing, but it's like, uh uh-oh, they're not happy. What if... what if that equals I'm out of here, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like what if they're going to leave me if they're not happy? What if I'm, you know, the cause of it? So I I think there was maybe some some conscious stuff going on. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. totally makes sense. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting how this started off as a conversation about sitting with boredom Uh and it just turned into sitting with feelings because that's exactly what avoiding boredom is. It's avoiding sitting with, a feeling yeah. and that yeah. translates to 
yeah, so many other things as well, right? Yeah, I know. But I think, yeah, what could we, so speaking of sitting with feelings, mm-hmm. you know, as I was noticing me wanting to uh, dismiss or not deal with, um, I had a real moment of like, oh, I need to go back and address that with her and say, sorry, I wanted to just like skate over your sadness and like take us straight into happy land again and um so I want to go back and revisit that with her which I will um as just recognizing I I I want to overcome that Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I like that I like Mm -hmm. that mom that's good Mm -hmm. um oh it's interesting that we're both good at sitting with our own sadness yeah and then you had a hard time sitting with other people's sadness which I can do but mm-hmm. I have a hard time sitting with boredom and nothingness which you, mm-hmm. you can do which I can do really yeah. easily yeah, yeah. yeah. funny mm-hmm. eh? but all the while staying sober staying sober <laughs> through it <laughs> true that one right true okay so my new my challenge that we're gonna follow up on mm-hmm. is only podcasts while I'm genuinely like doing like if I'm really doing a chore or like in the morning while I'm putting on my makeup whatever when I have a lot of time to fill but not filling in the smaller gaps in my day with scrolling and with podcasts and with distractions letting those small gaps exist Mm -hmm. and going for a walk I hate this one (laughs) going for a walk without my music you hate to do that one. I'm not happy about that one, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to report back. <laughs> it's my Taylor Swift time that we're taking away. Not well, thrilled. That's not good. But we're going right. to see what comes up. We're going to see well, what comes up for me. You know what? Yeah. It'll be a fun experiment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will right? be. It will and be. And I like looking at things like that. Like this is something that like I recognized in myself, like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't like that I'm that I'm doing this, that I'm always mm-hmm. filling this space. So mm-hmm. it, it is kind of good to think about the things we want to work on. Yeah. To be curious about them and like I know. Almost a little playful about them. Like, okay, what's what's the worst that can freaking happen? What's gonna come yeah. up for me? Yeah, that's right. I'll live to tell what the tale. Happen? I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, what will happen if I, you know, if you just make teeny tiny little shifts or changes, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and see what unfolds. Yeah, right? and I think that's such a thing to be conscious of too. Like, I got sober because I struggled with my drinking. And I think there's something to be said for having an addictive personality mm-hmm. and social media mm-hmm. is a slippery slope. It is hard mm-hmm. to Isn't practice it? boundaries, especially now. Cause that's like what I do also with running a community mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well I can still go on there, post, engage, message people and have mm-hmm. more boundaries about scrolling and not yeah. have, like there's a time where I'm on there engaging meaningfully. And there's yes. a time where I'm on there scrolling and, and yes, yeah. and sometimes yeah. feeling like shit because of it, because right. social media will do that sometimes, right? So yeah. even being conscious of the things, like I always think that it's it's okay to lean into other things when we first get sober, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, sugar cravings and all of that. But mm-hmm. then there comes a time where it's like, we can reevaluate. Like I, I for sure have an addictive yeah. personality for sure. Yeah. Always have, yeah. even before I ever drank, I think. Yes. Would yes. you agree? Yes, I would agree. 100%. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah it's just something to be mindful of and curious about and, mm-hmm. and evaluate things as I realize them. And, well, you know, I love on that, Manny. I, I do love that because I think, you mm-hmm. know, once you get sober, so you do the, put the cork in the bottle and then the rest is really living. And you got work right? to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's sort of looking at, yeah, where, where do I want to make changes that are going to benefit me or mm-hmm. that are going to allow me to become more of who I want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's fun when you sort of have these things that you notice like, Oh God, I don't yeah. have to be bored or I don't yeah. let myself have silence. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's just one beautiful example that you've sort of stumbled upon and discovered and are feeling like, okay, what's going to happen if I, if I change that? right? Mm. What, what great thing might you discover? And maybe yeah. you'll find, maybe you'll find, you know what, it really worked for me listening to my tailor on my walks and maybe I'll, I'll um, create more sort of silence for myself, some silent spaces in other ways, but it's That's fun to just recognize areas where you're not giving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, that's the cool thing about getting further in sobriety is that Mm. early on, you're so focused on not drinking and that it is like everything you're just trying to not drink and your sobriety is everything. And then when you get further to to where I'm at, where I don't have to think about not drinking anymore, it's just my normal life. That's when you can have awareness of these other aspects of things that you want to work on and recognizing them. Right. So, yeah. 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 Good job. It'll be a journey. <laughs> I know that's fun, hun. Mm-hmm. Keep me posted. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. This is a really fun chat. This is a great chat. Mm-hmm. I know it was good. It was a good little um exploration. It was. Thanks for having it with me. Of course. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media. Also, if you relate, slide it into my DMs so I don't feel so alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't feel crazy. Um, let me know for sure. And rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at happiest sober. Subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com and head there also to sign up for my online community the happiest sober hub and bookings are still open for the next month or so for my sober Croatia trip. New episodes come out every Tuesday. So we'll chat with you next week. I hope you have an amazing week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us from ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities. Addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.